Welcome, everybody, to a special edition of the Gun Show Podcast, gas, 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 gas. where it's just uh, myself, Scott Fuller, and my co-host, Martin Davis. Hello. I'm, I'm at a loss. Usually there's somebody else. So, but no, it's just us two. That's it. It's just us. Yep. And we're going to talk about shot today. Shot. The shot like, show. No, oh, NSSF. I think you're talking about shotgun shot, like what you load into oh, the... Oh, lead shot. Mm, yes. Yeah, I could use something. We could all use some ammo right now, I think. Yeah. We could talk about the craziness at some point, too. I think we will at some yeah. point. But yeah, you just got back from SHOT, and I have been following uh, online the various uh, news feeds. Yeah, and I mean, SHOT the show. whole time you were, I was there, you were texting me. I'm like, ah, oh, you're not my girl. When were you there? Last week. I texted you? <laughs> no, you didn't. Actually. Oh, I was going to say, was I drunk? <laughs> yeah. I'm, I apologize then. <laughs> no, no. Um, actually, yeah, I, uh, I went in, uh, flew in on Sunday, Sunday evening and went to media day on Monday. Oh yeah. You guys went out and braved the cold. 27 degree weather That's with ridiculous. 30 mile an hour winds. In the middle of the Vegas desert. Yeah, pretty yeah, much. Okay. It was warmer here. Yes, it was. Yeah. <laughs> I checked that on the bus ride out there and it was very much so warmer here. It sounds like it was worse than last year at the three-gun shoot-off because the wind. You know, yes, it was way worse than the three-gun yeah. shoot-off last year. This three-gun shoot-off this year wasn't too bad, but I'll tell you, let's put it in perspective of how sure. much fun I had this time <laughs> versus last year. Uh-huh. Last year, I shot maybe 400 rounds, right. maybe 500. Yeah, I shot about 60. <laughs> It was so cold out there. Yeah, but the reason you didn't have fun, though, was because I wasn't there this year. Well, you weren't there for media day. You were supposed to go with that. Yes, and. Come on. All right. Yes, and. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, SHOT Show, give me a general overall feel and overall, what was the big thing? Because I remember last year it was kind of zombie was a big thing. Zombie is gone. No, yeah, what? Yeah, really? I didn't. I mean, last year they had the zombie AK forty seven with the chainsaw on it and oh, everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't see JMT, any of that. Yeah. Yep, nothing. That was I didn't see that there. No zombie furniture. Uh, no zombie furniture. The only thing that was still around was the zombie ammo. Now the oh yeah, Hornady skulls are still really big. Skulls. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, I saw. Um, well, I don't think it's is it Mossberg. With the uh, is is a guard dog or it's got something with skulls on it, right? I thought it was Prince. I thought it was Prince? dog Prince. Oh, dog. Oh, Paul Prince. Yeah, Paul Prince. Sorry. Yeah, I thought it was. Anyways, I don't know. So skulls I didn't see were it. big. It didn't appeal to me. Now I saw where EOTech did put a zombie paint job on their zombie EOTech. Yeah, the one yeah. that has the uh, biohazard biohazard reticle, which is pretty cool. That but is pretty cool. It's it served its purpose for last year, <laughs> and that's about it. And nothing new from inside. I mean, last year they had cool new stuff. I, mean. I you know, this year we, re, you know, you'd go into the media room this year and you, you'd sit around and you'd talk to a bunch of people and you'd ask them, "Hey, what was the coolest thing that you saw so far?" Yeah, and they would stare at you and be, and they would say, um, uh, "Maybe the IWI Tavor." Yeah, the Tavor was hot, and that yeah. was about it. Which we'll talk about that here in a little bit. The what about 300 Blackout? Was there a lot of 300 Blackout at the There was show? a lot of 300 Blackout, okay. but the hype has died. Oh, it's kind of already on the downswing. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's kind mean, of accepted. It's it's more, I think, I think, in my personal opinion, it's more widely available than 6.8. I think because of the magazine issue and the fact that, yeah, Remington's pushing it a little better and AAC, yeah. and everybody's jumped on board, including uh, Smith & Wesson and Hornady. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. And Daniel Defense, because Daniel... That's like, right. Something, another yeah. item we'll talk about later, Daniel Defense came out with a... Uh, in integrally suppressed in, rifle, integrally suppressed Intra- rifle, and it was so funny. Actually, I was over there and I was standing talking to the Daniel Defense yeah. rep about that, and we were both going back and forth. Integral, integral, and he goes, he looks at me, and he goes, the ISR. <laughs> the DDISR. Then that's where he left it. He goes, yeah, he's like the DDISR, and that's it. We're not going to keep talking about it. So the. The overall feeling I got from it was nothing really new, nothing really like, ooh, look at all the cool new stuff we're developing. It's kind of, you know, we're just plugging along with business as usual. And, and I did notice that a lot of things that were new last year are new again shipping. this year. They're shipping. Are they actually shipping? This year. Um, I know 
Tapco had some stuff last year that they're finally shipping. And Tagstar had their uh, Mossberg conversions for yeah. the that actually accept drum magazines. Oh, remember, now this you remember those from last year? Yeah, yeah, the yeah. Sidewinder. Those are actually shipping. Oh, okay. are, they're just Good getting deal. that underway. Uh, I think they're going to start shipping. When they said that, that they said three to four weeks, and they already have retail packaging, so I've seen it. Oh, okay. Well, that's, <laughs> well, that's something. That's a big step. Um, but yeah, that's that stuff's actually going to start shipping. But one of the things while we were sitting in, again, in the media room, every the, the consensus around was basically, hey, guys, why would they come out and spend all this money on R&D? They're booked up for the next year and a half, two oh, years. Oh, that's a good point. They're, they're, they have no need to do that. Yeah, they're, they're not going to work on retooling anything. It seems like everybody but Keltec is working on production as opposed to new product. Correct. Yeah. Why would Keltec even dream of producing anything? I have no idea. I, I you know what? Whoever made the new flashlight for Keltec, you know, it's not like it's a bad flashlight. There's nothing wrong with it, but they should be fired so they can hire more CNC machine operators because nobody can get their hands on a Keltec. No one can. I, I still can't. And I, the I, only I, place I've seen them is Shot Show. Yeah, and I, again, <laughs> I was going to say this year I, I saw them I, again. This I will year. caveat that at the big gun show here in Dallas, the Dallas area, the Market Hall show, I did see a KSG one. That's right. It. That's all. Well, you know, and also one of the big things this year was colors. Yeah, I know. Yeah, a lot of new framed. Yeah. Um, I think Diamondback had a bunch of new colors. Yeah, uh, Beretta, the Nano. Oh, the Nano's available in colors. Tons yeah, has been and since tons of colors just before the end of the year. It seems like. Yeah, yeah. and that was kind of one of their. They had a very large display for all the new colors, and they had um, uh, some integrated lasers into oh, the Nano. Into oh, some of those. Okay, that's so, a smart idea. I'll uh, Smith Wesson backup. Type thing, yeah. Bodyguard, bodyguard. Yeah, bodyguard. Correct, just like that. I think it was actually even an Insight laser on oh, these as well. Interesting, so, interesting. just not a lot of uh, not a lot of stuff, but some some interesting things to talk about. Regardless of sure. what we found that was new yeah. or not new, we still came across some pretty cool stuff. Now let's get back to the IWI Tavor. Tavor. Now that's hot. People Very been wanting hot. it. People have been waiting for it. People, you know, everybody's chomping at the bit for this thing. I think it's just because it's somebody else's, uh, you know, assault rifle. No, I. You know what? I'm going to argue that fact. Yeah. Because while I stood there, I stood there watching a bunch of people shoot it. Right. Because the line was too long. I actually was sure. not going to get in that line. Yeah. Everybody that shot that walked away with a smile from ear to ear. Yeah. Every single huh. person. I think that this this so gun is something special about this gun. So I didn't get to shoot it yet. It's not just another FS two thousand no. FN thing. No, no, no. It's not just okay. All right. I think there is. I think there is something very special. I'm looking about forward this gun. to it. And then they say retail is supposed to be two, two grand. Two grand. Yeah. Now what's that in today's dollars? That's what five for probably six. Yeah. Forty yeah. five hundred, five thousand. Yeah, we can talk about that. But later, I mean, but. in but you know, let's yeah, let's talk about the the Tavor. I mean, it's a bullpup design, yeah. five five six rifle. Takes standard magazines. Well, that's the interesting thing. Uh-huh. The magazines looked exactly like P mags. The texture of them, yeah. everything except except that they had IWI yeah. molded into the plastic. Really? Yeah. Huh. So I'm I'm honestly I feel by looking at them, the base plates and everything, I feel like. It's a joint operation between Magpul and IWI. Could be. Um, stranger things have happened. Yeah, stranger things have happened, but it's kind of an interesting... I think what what Magpul, if they did do a joint venture with them, it would be very smart because now they're going to be supplying all of the Israeli forces with magazines. Yeah, and they've already... That's a good contract. They've already uh, established that they can. they did a contract with the... The British government for their guns, and uh, so they've already established themselves. Right. And uh, the new PMAG is supposed to be compatible with more things like the HK416 and, and things that, like that. Now, that's that new world PMAG, isn't it, or something? Well, the M3-something, PMAG30 M3, I think is what they're calling it. And it's basically, they kind of combine the, the, the PMAG and the EMAG. So right, right, the PMAG right. will work in weird things like bullpups and... Uh, you know, HK four sixteens. Like and all I they really did IWI. was trim up some stuff, IWI. right? Pretty much. IWI. Yeah. No. What's the um, what's the Marine Corps rifle? I think it's the uh, IAR. There's too many acronyms. M twenty seven IAR. That's what uh, yeah. Saying. That that does sound right. Don't the HK. There you go. Let's yeah. Just go <laughs> <laughs> the Marine Corps rifle. So yeah. So it yeah. They'd be really smart if they got a contract for the uh, Israeli military, but. Uh, 
yeah, it'd be nice if the Tavor took the standard, what everybody already has, M16 magazines. Well, and also I think one of the things that was really popular about this booth was the guys that were working it were very excited about the rifle. They had a lot of energy, and they explained it to you. They talked about the rifle yeah. from the top to the bottom. They talked about some of the R&D yeah. and everything that went into it. And it's it's kind of a bit of enthusiasm that you don't see in in my opinion with some of the with today's American you know made gun companies. Yeah. You know, you walk up to Smith and Wesson, he goes, "Well, here's the pistols. You going to shoot any of them today?" Oh, really? So, well, you, which ones do you have that are new? They're not doing the hard sell at the no, old booth. No, and is they what you're well, they don't care to do it. I don't think. Well, according to Wikipedia, uh, it does take the standard thirty round Stanag M16 mag, there so that's go. good. Um. And they have been. This is interesting. They've been using it since '91 over there. Yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah. It's, so this is this is a proven design. This isn't Johnny come lately or no. anything like that. That's nice. And yeah. the recoil on this. Um, yeah. I, I watched a few people that I'm not a big guy, um, but I watched a few people fire it that were smaller than me, and it looked like it had significant, significantly less recoil than an AR-15. Oh wow! Yeah. Less. Interesting. And Interesting. they were uh, people were taking a knee. And yep. it look I don't know how well some of these people shoot in right, general, yeah. but they were taking a knee and hitting targets out to 100 yards. Oh, okay. Well, it's human steel plate target, 100 yards. Okay. So obviously it's got uh, it's got uh, enough accuracy for the uh, battlefield. <laughs> it, it, and it's been battle tested, obviously, yeah, since 1991. Yeah. So it's a very proven design. Um, again, the only problem with these kind of rifles is that bullpup designs equal what? You have left-handed and right-handed yeah. versions. And I mean, now, this is swappable though with move, moving of a few parts. I didn't get to talk to anyone yeah. on it directly, but that was a that was an interesting thing. Um, they had it already set up as left-handed. Obviously, they're not going to want to swap. Oh, this so they had a left that. and a right out. Correct, there. but yeah. that's one of the things that you have to look at when you're you know when you're looking at purchasing a bullpup. If you've got left-handed and right-handed shooters, that's going to be a pain. Well, yeah, that's always been the downfall. Of the so buy two. Yeah, you're one lefty and one right. Yeah, there oh, you man. go. Okay, one for left hand and one for right hand. <laughs> <laughs> what is it for your games that you like to play? Was that Modern Warfare? Or is it Call of Duty that gives you the two? I don't know. Oh, the Akimbo. Yeah, I don't know. That sounds like uh, Call of Duty. Probably. I, I, I wish Alan was here. Yeah, that's how he gets all his trigger time. If you hadn't disposed of him, you fiend. Actually, what I think, actually, what I heard happened uh-huh. to Alan. Uh-huh. Uh huh. There's a there's a really big question out there, and the big question is: Will a 10 millimeter round, uh huh, blow up a 45 caliber Colt? Wait, handgun. You, so, will if it you blow load it up? a 10 nah. millimeter round into a 45 handgun, 45 like a, a Colt, Colt 1911, 1911, will no. it blow it up? No. You are correct. It will not blow it up. <laughs> Why would it? It will jam it up, but it will oh, not yeah. blow it up. Okay. Oh, oh, we've discovered this. Is that what you're saying? I didn't discover it. Oh, good deal. But somebody I know did. So don't put 10 millimeter in your Kimber. Correct. I got it. Accidents happen Falling apparently. Out. Well, I've seen Stranger Things. Uh, so uh, what do we got? What what else is out there? I mean, uh, uh, the track point. Did you go by and, and talk to those guys? I did go by that track yeah, point. Yeah. Yeah. 338 Lapua. Yeah. $22,500. So pocket change. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Not not much. Um, that's a lot of money. So just a bit. <laughs> just a bit. Not much. And really. this is, uh, I've read some more on this, and this is a scope with a trigger package. Basically, it's an electronic trigger and a scope. Correct. And you kind of put it in, uh, what, Model 700s, I no, guess? No, 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 no. This, that 22500 is everything. Oh, you get the gun, too. Plus, okay. I think 500 rounds of very specific ammo. Wait, you have to shoot their ammo? They you don't have to, oh, okay. but to make to guarantee accuracy right, levels, right. Yeah, you okay. need to fire their stuff is what they're saying. Now, I imagine if you, you order can some get Lapua in, ammo would be all right. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> but you can get in at a whopping 18,500 for their lower calibers. Oh. Oh, well that's a deal. Yeah. You got a card from them? No, I did not have a card no, from okay. them. I entered into a contest to win a trip and a rifle. <laughs> But yeah, I thought I was, it was too. But I smiled as they re- as they scanned my badge and just kind of walked off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're not gonna let him win. <clears throat> yeah, no. So, so uh, does this thing work like we said it does? You squeeze the trigger once the targets on once the rifle's yeah, on target. Yeah, what it goes I bang. what I said was was pretty spot on. I asked uh, kill um, switch. So what you do is, yep, you hit the kill button. Yeah. 
the which tags your target. You then squeeze the trigger. The reticle turns red. You pull. You get that reticle right over that dot again, and yeah. it breaks the trigger. Oh, so the dot stays on the target, and you put the crosshairs Correct. on the dot. Correct. Oh, that's cool. And then it breaks it for you. So it's just like lasing a target. Wow. Correct. And the scope is like is very much like a video game. It yeah. has um, a tilt and angle. Um, it also gives you temperature and humidity and like basically a you know yeah. a reading of what's going on. Nice. The only thing you have to take into account is wind. Yeah. And at the top of the scope, there's a left and right kind of little toggle switch for wind. Yeah, for wind, miles and it counts hour. up point okay. fives and or down point half five. miles an hour. Yeah. Oh, okay. So uh, now I asked cool. the guy because one of our questions was, does it track? Right. I don't think the guy understood the simple English I was using <laughs> when I asked him, does the dot stay on the target if it if starts the target to move? Yeah. And he goes, up to 10 miles an hour. And I said, wait, so it actually tracks it. And he goes, yeah, when you hold the button. Well, when you hold the button and the move it, the dot is constantly moving. Resetting. So it doesn't really, from my understanding of what he said, yeah, is it doesn't it's, actually track doesn't the target. It doesn't sound like it works on moving targets. Correct. Hmm. Yeah. Now, but with this system, you could have another person lays the target and you pull the trigger? Mm -mm. No, I mean, not this system, but this idea? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So you could You could have a spotter that could track someone, and then you could do that. And the shooter. But I don't know that it would give you the lead time. Yeah. I mean. Yeah, I guess they could program it in, but yeah, did they? Plus, Have they thought of that? I made the joke, and it's the, they did not laugh about it at all. But I said, so now I need three kill flashes? Because <laughs> there's three optics. Three, there's oh, three lenses there. on the front. And he, he said... No, just one pair of pantyhose. Per, I guess. Yeah. I don't know that the laser would go through the pantyhose. Yeah. No. Oh, so, yeah. Mm. But the the there is some cool things about this. Um, I think it takes all the sport out of it. They do not think it takes all the sport out of it. You still got to count for wind. So one of the cool things that you can do with this is it has a built-in Wi-Fi um, uh-huh. station, and uh-huh. you can actually Wi-Fi your iPad into it, and someone can watch you while you're taking the shot. Oh, I thought you were going to tell me but, you get porn on this thing. No. <laughs> I figured I mean, the I, ultimate snipers. Hey, tool. I didn't think we had to talk about that with Petty not being here. <laughs> oh. oh, he's not here to defend himself. I can say whatever I want. What do you think about? Oh. Yep, it's okay, Petty. Just stay quiet over there. Cry in the corner like you've been doing the entire show. Wow. And so anyway, um, the other thing it records as soon as you pull the trigger, it starts recording. Yeah. So you can actually download your videos oh, cool. to your iPad that's or your neat. iPhone. Yeah. But what, the thing that got me I think was... they had a scope that did that already. They, d- they do, but yeah. this, this one's a little bit more integrated. But one Obviously. of the things that they said was they said, and show all your, like, prove to all your friends you made the thousand-yard shot. And I was like, wait a second. How, you didn't really make a thousand-yard shot. You just you fumbled the rifle back over where you had it before with the trigger pulled, and it broke it for you. It shot it for you. You yeah. didn't make it. So that kind of that kind yeah. of took away a lot for me. Maybe if there's a lot of wind, you could show. Look, I could judge the wind. Yeah, I did well on judging the wind, yeah. but not if you have like a what a, you know a ballistic it's like a, a kestrel. One oh, of those yeah, Kestrel yeah. wind measures. Yeah, I got one of those. So you still need to figure out what the wind is downrange. You know, it'd be really funny if you were a spotter, uh-huh. or the, the sniper was actually looking at the spotter's Kestrel and like, <laughs> <laughs> stopping, <laughs> messing it up. Oh, so the track point, um, kind of a dud yeah. for the price. They, yeah, for that price, that's way too high. It should be much more exciting, right? I mean, now, now, what might happen here is with everything else. If the military adopts this or something like it, the price drops considerably. Yeah, but we talked about that, and I don't really see that happening. Yeah, and I don't see their pride since they had like fifty people there. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Wow. Not joking. Track point has that many employees? Every time I walked around a corner, there yeah. was a track point person or a tracking point person with tracking a patch point. on or a shirt on. And they sponsored our media day lunch. So thank you, tracking point, for feeding me on Monday. Somebody media day. some money into this. Yeah, the guy that's, that's on the front of the video, we need to look him up. Yeah. Because he looks really, really familiar. Uh, is he famous? Huh? Famous. Oh, yeah. Something like that. So what about the DDISR? Going back to that. Is that a dud mm, or is that hot? That is awesome. Hot. Yeah? Price point. Yeah. Kills it for me. $3,200. Wait. Hold on. I'm doing math. Work it. 
It costs more than the suppressor rifle separately. It's a short barrel uh-huh. with that suppressor built onto it. Permanently attached, though, so only Permanent. one, one so tax only stamp. one tax stamp, right. and that's their kind of selling point. The upper is not available separate and yeah, will not I be available get, separately. But I could get a Daniel Defense SBR and put a can on it and be in it for less than three grand, right? Yeah, and you could pay both tax stamps and probably be in for less and transfer that flash or that suppressor to another rifle. Yeah. Now, here's the thing. Yeah. I took my ears out and stood next to it while yeah. I was being fired. Quiet. Yeah, it's very quiet. Uh, okay. It's really... It's, it, so it works. Yeah, it's a very good okay. system. All right. I, I mean, there oh, wasn't a... For 300... Though. No, it was shooting 300 blackout. Yeah. So it was shooting a very, you know, a subsonic round. Right. The the action yeah. was very... It was audible during the actual firing of the rifle. So, I mean, on a larger caliber like that, it's not unheard of, like yeah. with the 300s. But it suppressed... The it it suppressed the sound very much. I couldn't give you a decibel a decibel reading or yeah. anything, but it it was very it was very very nice. Well, hopefully one of those uh, big silencer websites will come out and maybe shoot uh, somebody it for us. will somebody will side by side with a three hundred yeah. blackout suppressor and we could see what that's like. Yeah, so I mean but it, that's it, cool. It, and here the um, the the red dot was a little far forward for me, uh-huh. uh, so I just left the stock collapse and smashed my face up forward on it to yeah. get on it. Um, but it, it handled very well. Yeah. It was very lightweight okay. and I, I mean, I enjoyed it. It yeah. was a, it was a pleasure to shoot hardly any recoil. I mean, anyone that shot the 300 blackout is going to know that, Yeah. but it was, it's a lot of fun. It was a lot nice. of fun. They wouldn't nice. let me, they wouldn't let me separate the lower from the upper, which was very confusing. That is weird. So it kind of really made me question a few things. Yeah, like, they might not well, just want anybody well, what made it. me question it though is why, why is the upper not sold separately? Yeah, that's a good question. And then they don't let me separate the lower from the upper. Yeah, can you put this upper on your machine gun lower? Correct. That's yeah. where well, it was on a it was on a it was on a full auto lower, yeah. but it was a Daniel Defense 300 blackout. Well, it was this specifically your, designed your registered lower. Correct. Yeah. I don't know. Mm. That was a that was kind of that got my brain ticking. I imagine it is maybe maybe not today, but when they start selling it, maybe it will be. Yeah, maybe it I had some something proprietary, something proprietary in it. right now. You know, yeah. in a production model. Right, I could see pre-production have some proprietary, probably. Um, ooh, maybe it's pissed. But it was nice and warm. Yeah, when it because oh yeah, because yeah, it was cold. so cold outside. I want to hold this rifle in my pants because I'm freezing. Well, minus the pants, that's what I said. <laughs> well, no, I had my pants on. Wait, <laughs> I'm confused. No wonder you were cold. I forgot my pants. I did forget my long johns. All right, uh, that was painful. Defense ISR. What else did we see out there? That you know what was really in interesting? Yeah. The Nemo Omen. Oh, 300 the Win Mag in an AR platform. Semi-automatic. Semi-automatic. Yeah. So that, proprietary magazines. Uh, proprietary magazines. Yeah. Proprietary um, everything, I guess. There is a lot of really cool things. Um, yeah. I'm not sure. I spoke with the owner. Got re- He got really excited and showed me a few things yeah. about the Omen that they're still waiting on certain patents pending and uh, stuff like yeah. that. And he kind of... Showed me some stuff and then said, please don't talk about like right. details on so this. So let's tell our listeners. So what I'm going to tell you <laughs> is everything. No, uh, basically what, <clears throat> what it's it a, is. It's okay. It's no, got, nobody's listening. What I, can tell, what I can tell you is that it has an um, extra recoil buffer inside of it. And it's it's very well designed. Oh, like dual recoil yes. buffer thing? That they, makes sense. Yeah. And they actually have got that. I... I watched a video that he showed me, and there was a big burly guy up there shooting it. And he's like, "Look, hardly any recoil." And I, was, I and I looked at him and I said, "That guy's that guy's pretty big. That's how big guy. That's thunder shooting it right now." And uh, wow. yeah, like from um, American Gladiator. <laughs> did you just really go American? Gladiator? I did. I did. And so you wait about five seconds, and all of a sudden, there's this like I guess it's it was a woman in the booth, a, a smaller woman. Yeah. Firing it, shoulder fired, boom, 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 and I'm like, nice. okay, it does work. Okay, it, it's it's a very, it looks like it has a very good. Recoil I assume system. it also had a brake, um, some sort of muzzle device. It had a muzzle device, okay, but it was yeah. not a straight brake. Yeah. But the the interesting thing about it, uh, what I can tell you is that the re- the the new buffer recoil yeah. buffer is actually attached to the bolt. Oh, that's interesting. Boom. 
That's kind of the big deal. Oh, well, that's interesting. It'll it be, was. It'll be interesting to see if that catches on and if it works and, you know, long, got long-term durability. I mean, yeah, what, what else? What are the applications? I mean, if you could well, really you take that in, and put it on, like, the 5.56, five, yeah, you'd have absolutely no kick. 300 blackout, 506, All that stuff. 308. And I've, I have yet to see anything like that, this, out on the market. Yeah. Or yeah. anything close to it. Well, I've seen, you know, attempts at uh, messing with the buffer system. You know, you got the, uh, you had the Indyne. And the there's another one, Indyne, and somebody else had one. Anyways, so there was hydraulic buffers, and I remember I did, seeing. I do remember that now that you say that. And then there there was some buffer systems that incorporated weird springs on the bulk carrier. So I mean, well, like I always say, if you can imagine it for the AR15 platform, somebody's already built it and already tried it. Somebody's working yeah. on it. Somebody or somebody's yeah. working on it. As you know, we what's speak. what's really interesting talking to the Nemo guys, he was telling me that before everything happened, they were, they had so much direction and so much desire to, to build and, and be innovative and everything. Cause what he was telling me was certain things were flying off the shelves and other things were just sitting there collecting dust. But sure. he, after everything happened, he says he can't keep anything in stock. No, so he doesn't know what he, you know, he doesn't really know what's really working and stuff. Yeah. And that to me, what was really interesting is some of these smaller companies like that. Yeah. They're, they have that desire that we're, we notice a lot of the larger companies are lacking. Yeah, the innovation is going to come from the little guy. But, but that's just that's true in a lot of big business, a lot of businesses out there, not just firearms, because the little guy can be, by, you know, by the way that it is, he can be more flexible, he can be more reactive. He can be, you know, he can be you, take bigger risks. You would think if it's it would be the other way around in well, the R and D department, right? Maybe these companies, yeah. maybe companies like Remington and stuff, actually design this. They actually have it designed, but they yeah. said, ah, that's not worth it. It's not yeah, worth it's not it. Worth cost money into whatever. Yeah, you it know that brings our price point down. Different lay- Yeah, there's way there's way more layers of oversight, and so by the time something new and innovative gets to market. It's got to be, you know, they got to really, the company really has to believe in it. And if you have one guy that really believes in it, that's easy. Right. But to make a whole board, board. <laughs> believe in it and for the CEO to want to take the risk, you know, not to affect his bottom line. I mean, those are all things that come into play with a big company. Yeah, yeah, that's true, I guess. Yeah. So uh, what about the Boberg? Did you check that out? They've yes, got a new one? The $1,000 handgun. The $1,000? I think, I think it starts at 1000 for their base so model. So H- HK's making it? Ah. <laughs> um, now, this is the bullpup handgun, right? It has a weird feed system. It has a lot of things. Yes. The yes, chamber's take. actually above the magazine? As opposed to sitting Correct. directly forward of it, yeah, Correct. Yeah. And there are a lot of really strange things about this gun. I can imagine to make that work, it's got to be weird. Well, the guy, the guy's talking about it, and he, and one guy says it's a thousand dollars. Well, why is it a thousand dollars? And pretty much just like that. And the, yeah. the owner looks, he goes, well, I spent a year designing the trigger. I spent a year designing this and a year designing that. And I'm thinking, I, I can't help it, but the whole time I'm thinking, man, you really could have used some help. <laughs> <laughs> um. Maybe that's another part of the small operation. He was he was allowed, you know, he allowed himself yeah. to design that trigger. Well, the trigger felt decent. Yeah. Wasn't anything I mean, you could write home about it, but it would be a short letter. Yeah. Dear mom, yeah. just had a trigger. Done. Thanks. Um there okay, so when you pull the slide back, there's an exposed exposed spring. Yep. Do you know how much that how dirty that would have to get? Well, you know, I mean, think yeah. about it. It just depends. I mean, the design, he's had the, the Boberg's been out for a while now, the original, right? Yeah. So this is just what, one size larger? I think so. Yeah, the, it's the XRS9. XRS9. So the Boberg's been out for a while. So I think it, this is just, I think he just keeps, you know, going back to the design and tweaking it. Like you said, he spent another year on the trigger. But the hammer is like this massive little flap. Yeah, it's really strange. Yeah, there's so many little things about this gun. Well, it's completely against the norm, right? It doesn't strip off the rounds into the chamber as it comes forward. It strips them out backwards and then shoves them in the chamber. Pretty much, which yeah. is weird. Yeah. So I mean, there's a lot of strange. things But you about can't get the guns. size with that barrel length. I mean, you basically it's the, it's the all the pluses of a regular rifle bullpup. You know, you get a longer barrel length with a shorter actual physical length of the gun. Yeah, but I mean, we're already talking about a small compact pistol when you can go buy something like well, a Beretta Nano. Yeah, I don't want to shoot. Well, 
you know, whatever. Far be it for me to poop on somebody else's idea. But no, innovation is good. But you're right. There's a lot of other things on the market that will do the same thing this pistol will. And, and it won't cost you $1,000 exactly. to get into it. But it's cool. And you'll probably be the only only ones you know with a Boberg. Yeah. <laughs> that would, but I wouldn't. I don't know that I would own one, even if I had the $1,000. Yeah. I, I'm with you. I probably wouldn't buy one. Uh, speaking of which, uh, 17 win super mag seems to be one of the other three new things coming out of shot this year. That was a pretty cool round. Yeah. Um, what blew my mind is the, the press release said it's based on a, uh, uh, a, a power driver round. In other words, the, you know, the little rim fire rounds for a nail driver okay. to drive a nail through concrete. Okay. That's what they said they based this round off Well, it's of. a hot little round. It's something like over 3,000 feet per second. Yeah, it's moving. And it's pretty a 20-grain impressive. round at 3,000-plus yeah. feet per second. And they roll, I think, uh, who had rifles in it? Savage already? Uh, yes, I believe, it was, I believe it was I Winchester and Savage. I, I think that they had a few lever actions out there. Um, oh, really? Yeah, actually. Oh, I didn't see that. That. That, was, that was all that was available to us at the one booth that we were at. And I oh, want to say it was, okay. it might have been a Winchester or a Savage. It's really hard to tell for sure which one it was. Yeah. Well, I mean, you can look it up online, check it out. And, right. Um, but yeah, everybody should go look it's, at it. It's a really round. interesting little round, and it's rim fire. And I mean, so you think about all the applications. Uh, rim fires are much safer to carry in lever actions yeah, because you true. can you can drop it and it won't accidentally you know fire off the front round or yeah. so you don't have to have a soft tip you can you know you can still have a harder ballistic tip or something like that so I don't know There's a joke there somewhere somewhere so yeah so <laughs> this looks like you know you're getting three thousand feet per second out of a rim fire round so this yeah. looks like you know this looks like as popular as a seventeen hornet. Uh, HMR Hummer. Yeah. Horny Rimfire Magnum was. Right. I think this is Winchester's trying to get in the game with this thing. And I think it'll be just as popular. I, I really it do. Might even, I, it might even be a little bit more. The buzz oh, I, the buzz I, oh, around really? it was, was pretty hot oh, this year. Oh, that'll be nice. So that's that'll be a little nice boost for Winchester. But it also could be because there was nothing new. Yeah, there wasn't a lot. <laughs> <laughs> a lot new. Uh yeah, Savage Browning oh. has a falling block already. Wow. What, what about that? um <clears throat> so a lot of people know about the 1919s. Is it MKA? Is that MKA right? 1919s. MKA 1919s. Yeah. They're basically an AR styled shotgun. Yeah, it's a Turkish gas shotgun. Uh very similar to the 1100 inside underneath, but uh supposedly it's going to be the new hotness in replacing because I think I know where you're going with this, in replacing the Saiga and the three-gun crowd. That is the big word on the yeah, street. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They had a bunch of these last year at SHOT. Some of them have already been modified from the you know the standard M16A2 look to a more M4 look. And I know there's a three-gun company that has been... Uh, Firebird dil- Precision. Diligently working. And I know they had some stuff already, but you're saying you saw... A billet lower? Yes, I that did. So, I saw cool. a billet lower that yeah. accepts the uh, 1919 just upper. And 1919 mags, I assume. It takes the 1919 mags, but they had some really nice Oh, mags. Firebird's got some nice mags. Yeah, yeah, and that's basically what they're doing. One of the interesting things about this is that... <clears throat> two things about the 1919. If you own one, you know that your magazine catch breaks and you have to send it off and have it replaced. And then they do, uh, they, they drill it and they tap it and they do all this other kind of stuff. Well, now the new ones come with a replaceable magazine catch because there's so much force on it. Yeah. And the, the, um, milled receivers. Yeah. They, it doesn't break on them. Oh, it's good to go. Oh, so if you want to, you send it off to firebird precision and they basically rework your system then they can stick a Oh, no, lower. this isn't a user-installable feature. No, it is. Oh, it After is? After the 1919, the newer versions have yeah. a user. You drive out, you take out two screws, and you drive out some pin. Yeah. And you can replace it. Oh, okay. But if you want the milled lower, yeah. you go to Firebird Precision, oh, okay. and they take care of you on that. And you know what's interesting is talking to the owner of that company. Yeah. He says he, he, says he acts, absolutely loves the amount of... Um, that are flying out the doors at all the gun stores because they're getting them, and yeah. before they even break them in, they're sending sending them to him, 
and he's reworking the entire system. Yeah, not I, because it's a terrible gun, but because it, there's so much that can be improved. It's so much. It is so much better in the improved design over the, over the standard design. Yeah. It is night and day. And yeah. they they have the race model. So basically, it's I can't remember there for a while there there were a bunch of 1911 companies out there, and and you would buy a 1911, and then you would choose a package. Yeah. you know, like one through four, and you'd send it off, and they'd. You know, they they it might it might include a new barrel or you know bushings sure, and springs, yeah, yeah. whatever package you paid for, and that's essentially what they do here. You buy a okay. stock nineteen nineteen, you purchase a package and you send it to them. So, what do these billet lower packages start at? Do you they remember? did not tell me. Oh, they wouldn't tell you price point yet. He did not. Oh well, it's not going to be cheap. I tell no. you. No. Well, Firebird Precision has some nice stuff. It's really nice stuff. There are guys. There are three gun guys that swear by it. So you know, I'm I'm not going to deny it. And. This stuff looks like the stuff that I've handled just looks good. Everything that he had there was extremely nice. Yeah. And yeah. he's got the hydrographics down. Oh. There were no he's runs dipping. on those. Hi- yeah. Well, that's how he gets like the skulls and the fi- uh, the flames and stuff. I didn't know that. It was not a single run or me- issue with that. I was amazed. That's one thing I hear from the Firebird uh, design supporters is they're just gorgeous looking rifles. Mm-hmm. They're just beautiful. Mm-hmm. And I, a lot I of care that, taken. In. Yeah, I assume that transfers over to the shotguns. So yeah, all right. What about uh, what else I got here on my list? Uh, all I got left is a Tackstar ten twenty two stock, right? That's a pretty cool stock. Yeah, yeah. Tell us about um, it. <clears throat> first thing is first things first. It has in the in the butt plate or not in the butt plate. I'm sorry, but in the butt of the stock. It has two places for, I believe it's a 10-round little box mags. Oh, oh, it, in the stock? In the stock. A la Kel-Tec PLR-16? Correct. Okay. Um, PLR. No. SU-16? SU-16. The survival, the Henry survival rifle also has... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's not, it, it's much more accessible than that. Okay. Um, <clears throat> it also comes with barrel inserts so that you can swap out from heavy barrels to... You know, thinner barrels. Oh, so it doesn't look funny uh-huh. when you got the when you don't have the bull barrel and you get the skinny barrel on there. Okay, correct. All right. All um, right. It also comes with a uh, what do you call it? A rail system or a rail that that is uh, you flip over. It, it's covered. It looks like it's covered. You yeah. take out two screws, flip it over, screw it back in place, and you have a rail on the bottom of it. Oh, on and the bottom of the on the front of the stock. Yeah, and it okay. fits into your hand. Where it's not like it's revolutionary in some of the little things like they have, but it uh-huh. fits into your hand so well, and it's it's very light. It's very controllable. Okay, now this is okay. This is Tackstar the of the shotgun fame. Correct. The Lyman Company. Okay. Correct. All yeah, right. it's the Lyman. It's the same people that. They make um, the extensions and and shotgun grips and, and they grips also and yeah they're they're the same ones that are making that drummed magazine for your Mossberg five hundred. You basically take off the magazine tube and you oh, I didn't slap know they were making that. Yeah, oh, you okay. slap on oh. a new magazine yeah. tube and it accepts box or you know box magazines. Oh, or you yeah. can buy one that accepts box magazines or drums. Nice. And the drums they kind of hang out to the left or the right. Yeah, they're reversible. Yeah, I remember that. That's so right. okay, you can load them either way. And this is oh, it's available in ATAX. That's the nice. one that I handled. That's sexy. It's really nice. <laughs> so yeah, I'm really digging that uh, that stock. All right. So anything else new that kind of stuck out in your mind? Not really. <laughs> That's what I got from That's a it. lot of uh, reports back from Shot Show. There, there's mean, a little. Oh, you know what? This, I take that back. There was a command arms accessories. Which, yeah, yeah. Okay, command arms accessories. Yeah, yeah. Um, but they had basically their copy of the windowed P mag. So did they put a window in their countdown mag? Weren't they the ones with the countdown? They do mag? have the countdown mag. Oh, which this is, is a different. Mag. This is a different mag. Uh, there's two things that are cool about this uh-huh. magazine. First off, I know it has the window, whatever. Right. But it has a much more clearly identifying marker to let you know how many rounds you have left. Oh, it's just better than versus that the P Mag yeah. spray painted spring. <laughs> yeah. Um now the other thing about this is what's kind of neat is the fact that when you have it fully loaded, thirty rounds in it, uh-huh. there's a little there's no other way to describe it than a little nipple that Oh that sticks out the bottom. Sticks out the bottom. Yeah, the and countdown s- mag has that, I think. Well, I don't know if it does or not. Yeah. They were they were telling me that this was a major feature on this. Yeah. But what's nice about it is if you you know, I mean, if you have it in your vest or something and you want to make sure that you're grabbing, you're grabbing a fully mag, loaded yeah. magazine, you just feel for that and now you know that you're grabbing a fully loaded magazine. I did like that. I remember looking at their countdown mag last year <laughs> and I think it had the nipple that showed it it was might fully, have that. the fully loaded indicator, I guess we right. can call it. 
and then you know the countdown part of it. And uh, yeah, I like that uh, that feature. And putting a window in it is just win, right? Every I magazine think so. should have it's a window. L- I mean, I, I heard a guy telling me one time, and he was kind of chuckling about it. He he was telling me that. You know, the magazines that are killing people for sure overseas don't have windows in them. Some of them do. Not all. GIs are taking windowed PMAGs over there. Well, I yeah, but no, that's not what he's talking about. He's talking about the ones... Oh, the issued ones? Yeah, well, oh, or yeah. AK magazines. Oh, that's true. <laughs> Some of them have little windows cut in. Well, that's because they, like, dented and they had to, like, cut it out to make it's, it run. But it still rust, runs. It's a rusty window. Yeah, it's a it's a rust window. We're um, rusted through. But, so on durability, I, I have no information on whether it's as durable as a P mag or can. Yeah, well, but I mean, it was it was pretty cool. If it's the right price point, I could see somebody giving this a try. Especially, and this is this might be a good segue into the state of the industry right now mm-hmm. and the insanity that's going on out there in the gun world. Right, gun stores shelves are empty. Gun shows, you're waiting in line hours to get in. Uh, people have gone insane on pricing yep. as far as uh, if you get on Gunbroker right now and look at what a PMAG goes for. MSRP is fourteen ninety five, and they're going for, I don't know, seventy eighty. dollars I was talking to a guy. 30, the, it se- they seem to have stabilized right around 35 right now. As well, I podcast. talked to a guy the other day that had sold a, a PMAG for like 115 yeah, it's, it's out there. It's, it's people are selling them for that crazy. price. The LR three hundred eight P mags. Oh, I don't even want to know. The, the, yeah, <laughs> no, they, tell me, tell me how much. Are they? Uh, they seem to be averaging just around ninety, a little north of that, a little south oh. of that on Gunbroker. And what were they at their peak? Probably uh, one hundred and fifty. I saw them at a gun store at a hundred. Okay, at a gun store with a uh, price tag on it. Yeah, the other day. So I, you know, MSRP. The knee jerk buyers are going to pay more than that. Well, there's that. And I went to go. I decided I needed a couple of the bad timing. I bought an MP9 and I decided I need a couple extra mags for it. And I went online and I figured I'll trade. You know, I got some P mag stash. I'll trade some, uh, trade some off for some MP mags. And it looks like MP mags are going for 70, 80 bucks a pop. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. That's, that's crazy. Um, it is, uh, and Glock mags, you can't get your hands on those anymore. Yeah, same thing. Glock, Glock mags, P mags, uh, you know, Scar mags, Scar heavy mags. I've seen they doubled in price. Um, M&P fifteen twenty two magazines are outrageous. They're, I know. Trust like me, I'm eighty bucks a throw. I'm getting really scared with like my Black Dog magazines that I have for my twenty two. Oh, I just got some today. I got a shipment in. Today. Well, I just don't want them to break. That, that's my concern. Is Black it, Dog will fix them. I can just send it in, and they'll yeah, they'll send it in. Oh yeah, Black Dog is great about <laughs> okay, that. Okay, because I, I noticed I had a crack on one of mine already. Send it in. Yeah, they'll take care of it. And I, I bought the ones with the metal feed lips and all that. Oh, the X form. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, you can replace. it. I got so. cheap, and I bought the X form with the uh, the the polymer feed lips. Okay, but they do have the X form with the stainless steel feed lips. That's what I have. I think yeah. I, I wanted to make go. sure because everyone always yeah. told me that that's yeah. what broke on them first was the feed lips. Yeah, so I I got lucky and panic bought some of those uh, black dog mags, which I uh, I recommend them. Highly. Oh, I do too. I love them. Yeah, yeah. Needed some more for my twenty two. Um, uh, speaking of craziness, so yeah, shelves are empty. Uh, distributors are out. I can speak, completely. I can I can tell you right now, distributors are out of everything: ammo, guns. Everything, magazines. Do you work for the government? Because I don't know if I can believe you. I'm just a general gun guy out there that thinks that it's what's going on. I trust me. The warehouses are empty. The shelves are bare. If they had them to sell, they would sell them because people are paying outrageous amounts and they need them right now. So yeah, so people have lost their minds. The industry has gone crazy. Um, do you do you see any kind of this settling down anytime? Uh, I'm going to make my prediction, and I hope I'm wrong, but my prediction is uh, from living through the 2008 nonsense, uh, it's going to be two years before this dies down. Ah, see, I I, I want to say I, it might be I, less. I, I want to be wrong. Well, there's there's two points here. The one is the industry is much larger than it was in 08, so there's much more infrastructure. Right. I know there's more there's infrastructure. There's more industry, but, but there's more insanity. There is definitely there are a lot more. There is a lot more insanity, but I think, I've never seen this. Oh, 22. Everybody's out of 22. I know. Everybody. I know. 22 I, is worth its weight in gold. Right now it is. I think it was last the last show that we did. 
I was talking about how I got, I was cleaning out underneath my bed, yeah. and I came across a 550 box yeah. of Federal. Yeah. And literally, I did, I did a dance. Yeah. Like, I did like a little, ha, ah, I'm so excited. Not because of what I paid for it. Yeah. When I paid for it, it was only like yeah, 16 yeah. bucks, but because I had it. Because you have it. And I didn't realize I had that Listen, extra box. I have a friend who, um, he might be the smartest man in the world, like, like as far as practical smarts, right? And he says every time he, he doesn't go to Walmart much, he's not a big Walmart fan, but every time he does go into Walmart, if he can and if they have it on the shelf, he buys a brick of 22. Oh, yeah, I, I do that. Every time. Every time. Well, I go to Walmart too much because if I did that, <laughs> I'd be drowning in 22, which would be good right now. Which would be good. So, see, he's smarter than I am. <laughs> but what's, what's interesting is that the 22, especially at the Walmarts around here, have, have been, it's gone. Yeah. It was gone. I could get my hands on 556 five, before I get my hands on 22. That's the thing. I'm taking that same class you took. Uh, the vehicle CQB class. Yes. Uh, Petty's going to throw for us. And uh, so I plan to take that. And I thought, well, I'll just shoot a bunch of 22. And now I'm like, oh, I'll just shoot all five, five, six. Oh, there's uh, no, I can't win. You want to shoot 22. And I can't find mags for my pistol. <laughs> to, to 22 pistol? Or? Yeah, I, mean, I think that's what I'm going to. No, I, I was going to shoot my M&P, but obviously I'm not now. Yeah, I can't well, afford magazines. Hey, why don't you borrow... Um, one of our friends, you you remember he has that CZ with the 22 conversion? <laughs> no, that's not a bad idea. It's not a bad idea. I wonder how many bags he's got. Uh, three? You know what? Four? I'm just going to run my M9, I think. My M9 and my Glock. Well, you know, you one. shoot that enough, and you've told me if yeah. you shoot something else, you mess yourself up, <laughs> and did. then when you go to competitions, it's over. Yeah, I think I'll just stick with the M9. I think that kind of covers and wraps up most of the SHOT Show. I mean, we kind of talked, talked about, about a few of the things that we had wanted to talk about with the tracking point and everything. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm going to move to a question Ooh, I like that questions. we got from uh, Steve. Who's not a listener, but a viewer. No, who's not a viewer, but a listener. I don't know. What happens when they're standing over your shoulder while you're trying to do a podcast? I'd call that a stalker. Okay. A creeper. So Steve, the creeper. Wow, did we just tell say like one of our fans? <laughs> I think he'll laugh about it. I, I had a few, we, we messaged back and forth, and he seemed like a really good oh, guy. you made a friend. I did. I'm excited Yay. about this. I'm probably going to be standing over his shoulder. <laughs> um, <laughs> he didn't know you were a creeper. <laughs> he said that, um, he said back in 2012, he purchased at the same time a Colt M4 carbine and a 22 long rifle, and I think it's a Chiapa or a Chiapa uh -huh. 1911-22. Yeah. I think that's like American tactical or uh, tactical imports or something uh, like that, right? Yeah, Italian-made. Chiapa okay. is their own thing. HKS supply the high point people. I think so. Some Something like that. And he says, I've enjoyed both firearms since. My one question is about ammo. As was mentioned in several of your casts, some of your guns need a break-in and others don't. I've tried many different uh, makes of ammo through both, and both are very picky. They both will either stovepipe or eject the spent shell into the slide, and it won't leave the actual chamber. Uh -huh. um, he says when he runs CCI Mini Mag or CCI Stinger ammo, he says um, that's when it happens. But he says he's had success with Remington Yellow Jacket, which is a surprise to me. Yeah. And uh, um, in the 1911-22 and Remington Viper in the M4. Yeah. But not the other way around. Yeah. Which is interesting because when anything doesn't run, I always tell him to go get that CCI and yeah, the mini -max. burn yeah. it that's because that stuff will break your gun in and well like i've always said there's no hard and fast rule with 22s guns are 22s can can be finicky there are 22s that run anything there are 22s that only will run like you say cci mini mags uh cci mini mag is a good one federal bulk pack is another one um i've got guns that like the remington golden bullet i, I do, do too i yeah. do too my marlin model yeah. 60 Marlin will run it, and my 22A will run it. So, you know, it, you got to find out what works for your gun. Uh, hopefully, you don't run into the situation where your pistol and your rifle. Did, but I think like I think what the problem is is that's, that's what he's saying is yeah, right now it's two different types. But what it looks like is he's still having problems even with the ones that are running well. Well, it. <sighs> 22 is so finicky. And I, you know, I, I, I talked to yeah. talked to him and I said, you know, Sometimes make sure you keep be it clean. heavily oiled. Some some of them want to be dry. Try it dry. Oh, yeah. Some of them want to be wet. Try it wet. I mean, some of them won't run dirty. Some of them will. I mean, you've got to, you basically with a 22, you've got to figure out the personality of your gun. Right. 
and see what it's going to do and experiment with it. Now, once you find something that works, just stick with it. <laughs> right. Don't mess around and go, well, you know, I know this works, but let me try this. You know, unless you're just being inventive. Unless it's really cheap compared to the <laughs> yeah, other stuff. You and you just, you know, you know something else will shoot it. If you're trying to save a buck, I guess you can try to run uh, something. What was that? What was that awful? Aguila? Aguila. Target? Target uh, match. Yeah, I loaded that stuff in, and I was shooting uh, uh, golden bullets out of my Marlin Model 60, and I loaded that target match into my Marlin, and I pulled the trigger, and it was so slow, I could see it (laughs) through the scope, and I had almost a foot drop. Yeah, yeah. I don't think that's made for normal guns. I think it's just made for super fancy bolt action or something. Something. I don't really know. It probably shoots really good through a CZ 527 or something. Maybe. Or one of those... 452? What is that? 455. 455. Inkenrich or whatever? And shoots. And shoots. Yeah. Thanks for coming off with that from that. You were like, hey, I'm like... Yeah, those and shoots. So maybe maybe that's what it's designed for. Yeah. I don't have a gun for it. I'll tell you that. Well, I know that we couldn't really give him a lot of information on that, but I yeah. but I hope I hope that we you know he can let us know kind of what actually in the end works for him and well, what doesn't. Well, this is a good this is a good uh, this is a great listener email message, whatever it is. Yeah. This is a great listener communication because it allows us to tell other listeners out there, hey, you got to find out what works for you, and what works for one gun may not work for the other. Yeah, no, that's a very good point. Um, and another point that I'd like to bring up, because points are on my mind when we talk about the glass breaker, or the GAT, the glass oh, the assault tool. tool. Yeah, what happened we with that? never heard from the guy that we said won. So, so you listen to this podcast. Multiple times. So we never heard from the guy who actually won it. Really? So what, what I'm saying is this right now. I hope he's okay. I hope he's okay, too. If you're okay, let us know who won it. You don't remember no. either. <laughs> Thanks for setting me up on that one. <laughs> All right, no, but seriously, you know who you know you want it. You know who you are. We, we announced we the don't. winner. So anyone who writes us could probably no, get a free gift. I don't need to say it again because he <laughs> needs to go listen to the previous show. And when he listens to it, how? What do you want to give him till next Friday? Oh yeah, let's give him because give him another I know week. the runner-up has been like chomping oh, yeah. at the bit for it. Oh, the runner-up's been bugging he's you? like. Oh man, you know, hope have you heard from him yet? And so maybe you should just send it to the runner up and tell the winner that he lost it if he ever gets a hold of us. No, I'll give him, he's not I'm gonna give right? him until next week. That's next fair. Week. That's okay. fair. All right. Um this show is gonna go out on the twenty fifth, this Friday. And he yep. has until the you know what? Thursday the thirty first. You're gonna give him to the thirty first. The thirty first. And right. if he doesn't claim it by then, we're going to announce the runner-up as the winner. Yes. And it will be... Am I the runner-up? No, you're not. Damn it. I know. We flipped a coin. You missed it. Oh. I flipped my massive... Oh, no, 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 no. I, I listened to that podcast. Um, <laughs> pure silver uh, Ooh, coin. $32 spot price. I yeah, looked it up. I know. Which is kind of amazing. So. <laughs> All right. Well, do you have anything else today, Scott? Uh... No, I wrote down some stuff, but I can't read my own handwriting. No, I think we've covered it all. Uh, we talked about shot. We talked about craziness. We talked about uh, the one listener listener question e- question, and uh, we talked about our old GAT tool. I think we can uh, put a rubber stamp on that. All right, all right. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening, and girls, and thanks for watching, and watching. <laughs>